Live from both coasts, it's the Take the Ride podcast. This isn't fair to you, and this, and I just feel like like such an asshole. That, well, don't feel like an asshole. That's don't, don't feel like an asshole. I mean, more than curious. Yeah. yeah. Now here are your hosts, Adam Drake and Johnny Wright. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, an often delayed, or just based mm. on summer and whatnot. We sorry it's taking us so long to get another episode. Welcome to another episode of Take a Ride. I'm Adam Drake. With me, as always, a man who gets skin cancer from eating sun chips, Johnny Wright. <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Wright, and I got Olympic fever, baby. <laughs> Before we talk about the Olympics. Uh, we haven't talked uh, probably in the better part of a month, but I know that, um, you are a man who hates summer, right? I don't like it it at all. I mean, what do you hate more summer or Starbucks? Oh, Starbucks. Wow. Okay. Okay. But it's a horse race though. Yeah. Cause this was, this has been a nasty summer, right? It's been, especially in the Pacific Northwest. So like on a scale of like one to, oh, fuck no. How bad has this summer been for you? Well, we had, it was about a month ago now, we had a stretch that was a three-day stretch that was 108, 112, 116. And I have never been more miserable. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? Do you go outside? Do you just sit well, underneath a shade somewhere? Or just I, I was I was like, I went outside a little bit and everything, but I had like yeah. a wet bandana on my head. Like while I was, <laughs> while I was like, you know, here, here in, in the, my, my, little cabin you're like a fry cook yeah just get away but so yeah it's yeah i just i don't like i don't like i just don't like i mean it it looked miserable and now i'm sure there's wildfires everywhere right like there's how are the wildfires are you guys are you close Uh, to any are you no they're still in the southern uh part of oregon and then but uh they've been blowing east so i haven't got any of it yet oh so which is crazy because we've gotten it yeah, that's what I was just about to say. It's, it's blown. It's I don't know why, but it's got all the way to the East Coast. Yeah, and it's so spooky because you can smell it. Yeah, and the the sun is like it's like what they did in the Matrix when they're like they blotted out the sun. Uh, like it's dim. It's it's weird. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's I'm, not every day, and I think it depends on the jet stream. But yeah, uh, I'm assuming that's coming. I mean, there was like last summer we had the really bad fires, and well, I, I didn't see that. the sun yeah. for five days last summer. That is crazy. It was orange yeah. and spooky and smoky. It was just right. awful. But I think yeah. more of that's coming because we've had we haven't had rain in like fifty days. Jesus, you know. And so yeah, hot days, no rain. <laughs> I don't. I, <laughs> I feel I, like I, you're I, just I, listing off the hits from the nineties, like <laughs> hot days, no rain, smells like Teen Spirit, Live Melon songs. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I will be I will be ready for uh, forty degrees and drizzly and be totally fine when it happens. Yes, so, yes, it's not forty for degrees and drizzly again. The name yeah. of your your uh, your autobiography. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah, forty degrees and drizzly. The Johnny Wright story. <laughs> how a, how a curmudgeonly asshole. <laughs> yeah, how how he made it through life. I don't know. <laughs> Technically, so uh, Olympics. I will be the first to admit that I hadn't even watched any of it until a couple of nights ago. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. know why. For some reason, I think it was just like COVID or whatever. I was just like, you know, I'm not, I don't really care. And I'm usually like, I, I know you're pretty devoted. I'm usually like, eh, I'll yeah, watch I the love, big things, that. but I wasn't really, I didn't watch the opening ceremonies. I haven't really followed any of the stories. 
but I accidentally showed my daughter some of the gymnastics oh, and now yeah. she is like, Oh, That's this great. is the greatest thing I've like if if you painted uh Simone Biles like a unicorn, it would her mind would explode because it's yeah. the greatest thing she's ever seen. She's doing gymnastics in the kitchen. It, it, and it's awesome. And I think now now we're like full on Olympics in, in yeah. our house. So anyway. I have my I have a niece who's basically the same age as your daughter, and she's right. having a similar experience. <laughs> I talked to them on the phone yesterday. Yeah. And she was showing me gymnastics moves. And I yep. was like, this is great. Cause I mean, I've been obsessed with the, I, the first one I was aware of was 84 in Los Angeles. I was right. Nine. And you're a and big the, Mary Lou Retton fan. I was a big Mary Lou Retton guy, <laughs> but the, the torch that, you know, they, they run the torch before the games. Right. I've and the torch it, yeah. came through our hometown. Oh, wow. And I cool. remember going to see that as a nine-year-old and being enthralled with that. Sure. And I've been, I've just loved the Olympics ever since then. Yeah. So what, what's, what's been, uh, what's been on your palate lately? What have you been watching? What, swimming. Good? Yeah. yeah. Um, swimming last night was great. Swimming. Gonna be, there's five more finals tonight. Uh, I, yeah, I've been watching swimming. I watched some rowing this morning. Um, <laughs> what I, you I, think I, of I, rowing having, cause I, I, as a participant in the sport of rowing, yeah. I find it's fun to do, but not fun to watch. For those of you who don't know, Adam was a D1 athlete. Oh, Adam, I mean, whatever, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's a very <laughs> impressive thing. You were a Division One athlete. I was a Division One athlete. Yeah, Adam rode, rode crew at the University of Miami. Did I phrase that inelegantly? You, no, that how you perfectly. It? You don't want to say crew that's, team. Crew team is redundant. That's, that's crew. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. You got it. Thank you. So I, I, you know, I haven't watched a lot of it, but I watched the 2000 meters, you know, uh, this yeah. morning. I watched a little bit of that while I was just kind of doing stuff. Which, but, by the way, is a very hard race. Cause it's what, what distances did you guys do it in the, we did, we did a 2k in, in Miami and then we did uh 2k's in the spring, which are called sprint races. And then head races are usually about five to six K give or mm. take. Um, and those are more long based on time. Not, you're not really fighting someone else. And, you know, sprint races are like neck and neck. You keep going and they're yeah. short, but you kind of get to the end and you've just expended every last ounce of energy. Yeah. They look gassed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. 2000 meters, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I watched a man shit himself in the boat, people, like <laughs> vomiting, people passing out. I've seen it all. Yeah, it's great. It's a really what, great sport. What, did the rest of the boat get angry? Well, like, the good news is, is that you're in water, so it's uh, yeah, well, okay. not that it's easily removed, but it's, you know, if, if you're doing it on, uh, on Damn a, it, a Carl. Track, yeah. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Uh, a few years ago, I had a buddy that was going to run in the New York City Marathon, and I went out to you know watch the the final thing, you know. Yeah. And there was a kid; he's probably ten, and oh. he was holding up a sign near the finish line, uh, like a, a you know half yeah. a mile away or something, that yeah. said, "Don't trust a fart." <laughs> <laughs> I like I don't, that kid's going to be funny. <laughs> that that's fantastic. He's ten or eleven. Uh, Johnny, that's fucking hilarious. I wish I had a photo of it. It's the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I could not. I wish I was like, man, I want to meet this kid, but you can't go talk to a 10 year old. So, no, can't do know, that. But, but that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Don't trust a fart. Don't Sage advice. Uh, especially when you're like physically exerting yourself. <laughs> Come on. Well, I, I saw some triathlon earlier this week and some of the yeah. people finished triathlon and just, just completely collapse. I mean, they're running on less than empty, right? At that point, you're just like, it's just some sort yeah. of synaptic firing that's just pushing you forward, but there's really no no energy behind it. And it's like, oh. Yeah, I don't know how to, I mean, because I ran track, but I ran the, the, the 100, the 200, and the 40, 100. So Jesus. 
I, I ran the 400 once. Yeah, but I, I just couldn't. I ran the 400 once no, 400 and, I th- and I threw up because I didn't know how to run it, you know? And that's, I'm like, I, I, that's a I'm hard race to run. I, I, oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I, I probably I think I got second to last and threw up. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny, here you go. Yeah. Yep, and good, good old Coach Eilertson's like, well, that was a terrible race, right? But this is kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> Throwing up in the garbage one. can. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, oh, up in the garbage can next to the track. Oh. Um, but anyway, the Olympics, I it's mostly been swimming. I but I yeah. like, you know, I I'll check in some, you know, some like a beach volleyball, I think is really entertaining. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know why you like it. Uh, well, you know, you're, you're not yeah, supposed you to look, but you do. Yeah, you do. Well, I get it. You do the glance. Yeah. Men and women, I, I, I think it's entertaining. We have a big six, this like big six nine dude. They call the beast. It's kind of fun to watch. So the, one thing I have with the Olympics, or at least the broadcast of the Olympics, is that you kind of get the mainstays, right? You get the the gymnastics, you get the swimming, yeah. but they Track kind of gloss over the other stuff. And I wish they'd actually focus more on like the skateboarding, which which I actually ended up watching. I know you watched a little bit of too. But yeah, I, I've really enjoyed, I thought the skateboarding was really interesting. Um, there, the, the women's skateboarding, two of the medalists were 13. Right. Is that crazy? What? <laughs> what were you doing? A girl from Japan, uh, <laughs> not in the Olympics. There no. was a girl from Japan and a girl from Brazil. They both medaled. They were 13. Yeah. What? I mean, it's just crazy. badass. I love it. And you know, what's yeah. cool is they'll probably be in the Olympics for the next two or three, right? Cause of the yeah, age. they like probably have to. Yeah. It's great. I, yeah, I love that. I mean, I've loved the gymnastics and you know, I, I it, it is disappointing not to be Simone Biles. I, it's true, yeah. but mm-hmm. we have to understand, you yeah. know, it's, it's, I heard, I, I heard some really bad takes about Simone Biles. Like people like, there was there's this one guy that said, you know, can you imagine if LeBron James said he had a mental block in game seven? Like, you know what? Maybe that happened, but LeBron can't break his neck in basketball. <laughs> right. Right. She got lost in the air a couple nights ago and it was scary. Where oh, she, was she? To do, oh, she was meant that. to do three rotations. She only did two and like barely landed on her feet. It's <sighs> I, I you know, yeah. and uh, like other gymnasts were saying, no, this can happen and it's scary. Yeah. So I, as much as from a greedy standpoint, just as a fan, yeah, I, I do wish I could have watched her, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge someone <laughs> right. if the, the, that they could break their neck. And, and who does she owe this to? I mean, it's no, she not does, like, that's, that's a great point, Adam. These, right? they, she does not owe us anything. And, and nothing. It's uh, uh, Suni Suni Lee. Suni I mean, Lee, fantastic. Right. So it wasn't like we didn't win, right? It wasn't yeah. like her pulling out screwed everything over and probably made it a little tougher. But I'm, hot. I was hoping you'd come in with a hot take and you'd be like, "Fuck Simone Biles," and I'd be like, "Fuck you, Johnny." I can't do it, man. Fight, but no, it's no, I'm. I, I, it's dangerous. I mean, yeah. I, I can't, I can't judge someone for this. And it's on not, top of that, if you if you had a mental block and say in you know if you're you might throw three interceptions or give up four home runs, she right. could break her neck. Right. We have yeah. to be sympathetic to this. Yeah, and the fact that like mental health is really not something you want to fuck with. Uh, yeah. And if not, you're not feeling it, great. And you know we do get it's it's one of the things I love about the Olympics is a week ago I did not know Suni Lee's name. Okay? Yeah. I, I had no idea who she was, and. 
you know, she's going to end up being on the Tonight Show in a couple of weeks and sure. have like an endorsement deal with Campbell's Soup and Gatorade. I mean, yeah. it's it's part of what is so fun about these two weeks yeah. is that we you get to know these athletes and you hear their stories and it's just it's it's intoxicating. There's a couple nights ago, one of the swimming events, and there was this girl. Her name is Lydia Jacoby. She's she's 18 from Alaska and she had an upset win. Mm -hmm. um, in, in the breaststroke is fantastic. And then we learned that there's only one Olympic sized pool in the state of Alaska. Oh, I didn't know that. One. One 50, what is it? 50 meters, 50 meters. Yeah. Okay, Olympic yeah. Pool is 50 meters. Yeah. There's not even, there's, there's not even a training facility, you yeah. know, but she has this upset <laughs> win and they showed, they had this wonderful video of her class her high school classmates watching her <laughs> in a bus terminal, just jumping up and down and going fucking bananas. It's just uh, it was it. great. It was oh, great. that's fantastic. You know, what's sad though, is that, that, that 50 meter pool was it, most of the time. It's just a place where they cook meth. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a horrible stereotype I have for, yeah, uh, for, Alaska. for Alaska. Yeah. Those are, those are the kind of stories that make this stuff, man. Yeah. It's so, yeah, I love watching Suni Lee, you know, like her dad was in an accident. He's in a wheelchair and stuff. And they show, you know, they oh, show wow. them watching yeah. it, you know, and her yeah. family is going to really benefit from this. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and I, I love that like this, because now we're switching over to the second week where we get a lot yeah. more like track and stuff too. So you kind of get all yeah. those stories. So you, you kind of They'll get be away track, from gymnastics. Uh, tonight. Yeah. Oh, is that true? Okay. Day, day two of track and field is today. So there'll be some heats tonight, um, yeah. but we won't, we won't get the good stuff until next week with the finals. The good stuff. Day. The finals. That's what yeah. you want. Oh, I love track and field. When I was I was telling uh, I was telling my dad this this morning, I think it was I think it's the 2006 games, and, and I was I was living in Los Angeles for a little bit, and so I had like a bunch of people over came over on Sunday to watch the Olympics, and Steeplechase was on. Okay, that's the one where you jump into the water, and you know, doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. <laughs> I know and, it's like it's just yeah, a giant pit of water. It's just in. weird, and so yeah, we had a, there's like. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and so we, there's about 10 people there. And the steeplechase was one of the events. And I just started say, you know, being a being a rascal. It's like, you know, in ancient Greece, they used to have live alligators in, in the in the water. Really? Oh yeah. And I just kept going. I just kept going, oh yeah, it was you know, there was a you know, in the in the 1700s, there was two guys that lost a foot. <laughs> and like, I had like people would believe me for until I started laughing. Is it, is it was, nice to lie to your friends, Johnny? Is that it's actually funny? really fun? Okay, yeah, it's, a, okay. it's very fun. Deception, nice. Yeah, it just you know, I was very proud of myself that if some people believe me that in ancient Greece there was there used to be alligators. I did read talk about the Olympics and history and stuff. The 1900 games was in Paris, and for the shooting events, they used live pigeons <laughs> and. <laughs> But I'm serious. They use live pigeons. They killed 300 birds. <laughs> I I don't know if you've ever been to Paris, but there are a fuck ton of pigeons there. So I'm like on board with that. I yeah, like <laughs> live pigeons. But how do you even judge that? Because you can't control the flight of a bird. I don't. I don't know. But I read that the other day, and it just really made me laugh. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah, yeah they only did it <laughs> once, and then they're like, okay, this is because imagine like if your gig. If your gig was cleaning up the dead pigeons, that'd be a bad gig. <laughs> What'd your so dad do in the Olympics? Uh, well, he wasn't really in the Olympics. He yeah. just cleaned up carcass. 300 oh. birds. <laughs> what is that? Squab, right? Squab. So, the, uh, yeah. Someone uh, ate a lot that, of squab is what I'm saying. That really made me laugh though. <laughs> just imagine just, there's like just a dude out there just throwing birds in the air. And <laughs> just blasted them. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. I love Olympic history. Well, uh, speaking of history, I have a game for you, Johnny. Ah, 
And I know I'm always throwing these games out to you. You have no idea what they're about until I show I them to you. Um, this one, we're, we're going into, I mean, some might call it the most storied history of our lifetime in terms of um, something that's really kind of captured the cultural zeitgeist for the past at least 20 years. Uh, I'm talking about Fast and the Furious here. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Now, I don't know how I've familiar. Never <laughs> you've never seen them? I've seen the first one. Okay. Well, then this is going to be really tough. Uh, but I, as a lover of cinema, and I'm talking to you, yeah. um, I think what I want you to try to do here is to name every Fast and Furious movie in order. Do you think you could even attempt that? Do you have, you have no idea? No, no. And, so you know, the first the, oh no, I saw the first, I saw the second one too. That's okay. I have never, I haven't seen any of the big budget. The second one is really bad. It was actually really <laughs> funny. I went to go, I went to go see the second one with my little brother. Yeah. And uh, there was like a really corny line. And my brother, my little brother went too fast, too furious. And I made it. the theater laugh. That was so there you go. You know that the first one's called the fast and the furious. The second one is too fast, too furious. Yeah. There, I, boy, there's, and you really have like, never seen any of the other ones. I, I haven't. That, that was curiosity? like, curiosity. Like, no, I should give them a chance. I no, don't know. I what. mean, you're going to waste a lot of time by doing that. But I have, I, and I probably told you this, that I got to the point of, of, of one of them where I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know who anyone is. And I had to Wikipedia the plot of fucking fast and the fierce. And I'm not a smart man, but you know, I can get by. <laughs> right. But like, it was like tenant level confusion. And I, oh, just, okay. yeah, I just was like, what is happening here? And why is there a tank on a highway? A few years ago, I was yeah. flipping around on like a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. and, uh, and one of them was on, I don't know which one it is, but it's, it's in Brazil, whatever one that is. I, okay? I couldn't tell you all the plot points, like they're all merged together. So when I just kind of clicked on it out of curiosity, the scene that I saw only a few minutes of mm-hmm. is one of these muscle cars. They had like on a chain they had dragged a vault out of a bank and were dragging the vault down the street yeah i remember that's the only thing i've seen of those the big budget ones and i just were going okay um (laughs) okay uh, i I might be i might be okay i don't i don't see these well just just because you can't even attempt this i'm gonna list these off for you just so you have them in your mind and you can you know go back to them i might recognize just like what wasn't was one called fast seven or something uh we'll get there okay uh but also just to add to the confusion i guess they're not all in sequential order like some take place before others and other ones happen you know after they they messed with the the timeline yeah so you know go with that so we've got the fast and the furious we've got too fast too furious then we have the fast and the furious tokyo drift (laughs) okay Okay. yeah okay i'll raise a bell uh and then vin diesel was like wait a minute there's a lot of money to be have so i'm coming back into the franchise here for number four which was just called fast and furious so okay uh five do you want to take a guess? Come on, Johnny. I feel like you know this one. I'm just going to say Furious 5. Oh, so close. Fast 5. Fast, fast 5. We're looking for okay. Fast 5. Uh, then it's like they were just like, ah, oh, fuck it. What do we do? And they just went with <laughs> Fast and Furious 6. Okay. But then 7. A little, little lazy there. Okay. Yeah, 7. Furious 7. Fury, okay, yeah. 8, we have The Fate, because it rhymes with 8. The Fate of the Furious. Ah. And the one that's out now, number 9. F9. Is that one just F9? Just F9. <laughs> and then for bonus points, we have Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. 
Well, there was a, oh, yeah, yeah, that is, I'm, I'm telling you, it is the most unlikely billion dollar franchise we've ever seen. Is it though? Because it's like people doing dumb things, heists. There's 10 of these? Yeah, there's 10 of them. And they're all not great. I, I, I maybe the first one was okay. I don't really remember. To the be first honest. one, I remember seeing it. I mean, you know, it's 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it and going, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. But I do think like every time Vin Diesel delivers a line, it sounds like he's just chugged a full bottle of NyQuil. <laughs> you know, like that's what every time. Yeah. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Okay. <laughs> the best role that guy ever had was uh, as the Iron Giant. Because yeah, he has I like, like four, <laughs> he has four lines, and it's just, he yeah. has to talk it like a robotic man, and uh, I he don't know. Knows to blame for Vin Diesel, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg has he's in Saving Private Ryan. I remember that Caparzo. Yeah. I don't even know why that. Yeah, Caparzo. Um, yeah, we, yeah. Steven Spielberg so we, is to blame for this. Wasn't he like a bouncer? Are, all these guys are ba- like Mr. T I was a bouncer. Was. Yeah, Mr. T was a bouncer in Chicago. I think. I guess. The way I, he, I think he was. He was a bouncer. He was a break dancer and a bouncer. I think. <laughs> That's the way to go into into Hollywood, man. You just gotta yeah. work at a nightclub. That's a, they're they're so profitable, though. I mean, it's oh yeah, it's printing money. I have a buddy that uh, in L.A. They're like his favorite guilty pleasure, and him and one of his buddies they go to they've gone to every single one just so they can go to a diner afterwards and mock it. So that's Honestly. the only reason they go is so because you can go and like make jokes about it later. I love it. And he's done it, he's he's done it for years. I love it. I mean, that's, that's, that's yeah. perfect for me. Like just knowing, going in with low expectations and taking mental notes so that you can go discuss it later and be like, all right, this, I had a problem with this. I had a problem with that. This was ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's funny. This is the same friend that we used to go. Like we, sometimes we'd go see uh, like old movies at the new Beverly, which is Tarantino's yeah, yeah, yeah. movie theater. Yeah. It's so fun. And so we would like go to did to eat out to eat afterwards, like in West Hollywood. And he would do the same bit every time that we go into a crowded restaurant. He'd be jam packed West Hollywood Friday night, Saturday night, and it's obviously a big wait. And he would do it every. And I I knew it was gonna happen. And he would go up to the host or hostess and go, "Hey, are you guys open?" And it's <laughs> such a dumb bit, but I would That's laugh every dumb. time. That's pretty good. <laughs> every time. And he would also order from the bus boy. Because he knew it would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, don't do it, man. Don't no. do it. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. Here, you guys, we need a table for now. <laughs> That's fantastic. Every time it made me laugh. It's such a stupid bit. Uh, have you ever read Kitchen Confidential by uh, Anthony Bourdain? Yeah, it's great. I am reading it I read it, right it like now. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's mate. He is such a good writer. Yeah. And it's like, I am, I, I picked it up. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this. Like I like Anthony Bourdain, but I was never I like, him. and oh my God, that book. Yeah. It's just, a great book. The stories are fantastic. The culinary advice he gives out. Uh, it's just like, it's just amazing. And just hearing like what makes a busy restaurant, what, what makes a, you know, a failure of a restaurant. And, and it's just really funny to hear like, that side of the take on it rather than like you're like oh the location sucked but there's like so many other things that happened to, to yeah really, really it's a really good book i've given it like as a birthday present a few times like got people that i know like food and stuff and mm-hmm. i've i've given that book a few times yeah this is everyone is just trying to fuck each other i feel like <laughs> as soon as you go into a kitchen it's just like let's let's just try to fuck each other yeah and they're and all smoking drugs. cigarettes i don't yeah. know why so many chefs smoke cigarettes yeah right isn't that weird that is so really many weird. smoke cigarettes it's really strange yeah yeah. Oh. I, have you seen that there's a trailer? There's a, a documentary about him that I'm dying to see. Um, I saw right. the trailer for it the other day. I'm really, I really want to see the documentary about Bourdain. 
He's yeah, a fascinating I mean, dude. Super fascinating. Uh, yeah. And, and, and like horribly tragic, but also it's like sad. just a really u- unique kind of worldview. And oh, oh, Siri's yelling at me. Sorry. Sorry, Siri. I don't know. I've been doing drugs. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> uh, so what else is going on, man? What, uh, what, are you traveling? Weren't you going to go to Disneyland World? I had a trip planned to, to take some nephews there last year that all got canceled. And now they're real. So I might go back in October. with them. Okay. Because you say this and all I hear is I'm going to bring young boys to Disneyland. <laughs> Michael Jackson style. <laughs> Kids that aren't yours. I mean, yeah. you know. Uh, so yeah, good, good luck. Uh, definitely call child protective services. Just, just as a watch out. Like, yeah, there's, there's, there's uh, this guy with a beard is looks like trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got baseball cards and candy. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Um, there was, we here on the take the ride podcast, we we cover current events, you know, yeah. and, uh, a news story caught my eye mm. that I wanted to share with you. Now this is from a British tabloid. So this is the British tabloids are so ridiculous. This is the actual grain of salt. Yeah. This is the actual headline turd immunity. Pooh bomber 50 who has plagued neighbors lives for 25 years is banned from urinating and defecating in public. Pooh bomber. That's an actual headline. I love it. Beware the poo. A woman. Yeah. A woman who pooh bombed who wrote this, her neighbor's property as part of, Excuse me. Now that I'm old, I talk through a burp. Uh, that's not. Yeah, good. that's what you do. That's what you do. A woman who poo bombed her neighbor's property as part of a 25 year harassment campaign has been banned from urinating and defecating in open space. Cops successfully applied for a criminal behavior order <sighs> against 50 year old Amanda Lee. Who? What adult acts like this? For 25 uh, Lee, years. 20, yeah, of, uh, Lee of Cheshire has convictions stretching from 1996 to 2008. These include uh, antisocial behavior and harassment. Police have obtained an order which bans her from engaging in this certain behavior, which includes urinating and defecating outside. Now, how do you get to this point oh. that you're the that you're the town pooper? Like, how, at what point were you like, you know what? I'm really going to show these people what's going on. I'm just going to just drop a hammer right here right. on the lawn. I like, mean, I, how did you? How do you get to this point? It's so. Bizarre. I don't know. I I get like let's say you're out for a run and oh man, that, 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 those muscles you had for dinner last night have finally come back. Okay. You find it woods. You just, you know, do your business, but uh, what? Like for 25 years, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're a serial pooper. Come on now. And I mean, she's not going to get a job after this. Like she's done. Like your, your resume is over. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, we're going to go up. Like, Hey, didn't we see you in the telegraph? (laughs) Hey buddy, what's up with the uh, pee and everywhere? Because you have like neighborhood eccentrics, right? I mean, there's there's a house behind me that has like huge plaster animals on the roof. There's a lion and an alligator on the roof, you know, and that's that's a neighborhood eccentric. That's not hurting anybody. If your no. neighborhood if your neighborhood doesn't have an eccentric, you are the eccentric. Very good point. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just I just I have no idea how you get to be the poo bomber. You know. So just, was it one? Was she just doing this on one neighbor's lawn? It's unclear to me that okay. if it's more than one person. But uh, I just I mean, just imagine going outside to get the paper and like you have a cup of coffee and you're looking like, not again. Then yeah, come on, Brenda. Gosh. Let's go. Come on. Put, pull your trousers up. Let's go. Come on. Wipe your butt. Use a leaf. Pick that up. 
I'm about to do an amazing segue right now because we have a sponsor for the show. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to segue the shit out of this. Let's hear it. This episode of the Take the Ride podcast is brought to you by Plop Chocolate Bars. Bored with the same old candy bar snacks? Relieve yourself and feel better with a Plop Chocolate Bar. Delicious milk chocolate and caramel? A Plop will give you the relief you crave. Plop Chocolate Bars, a product of Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> P-L-O-P-P <laughs> Plop Put one on your neighbor's yard So so I didn't know what the what the ingredients were to Plop candy bar So I just googled it This is on the Wikipedia page Of for Plop. Plop Yeah, I kid you not Someone felt this was necessary to add to the Wikipedia page This is a Love direct it. quote Yep Some English-speaking sources have criticized the name Plop as being unappealing due to its use as a euphemism for human feces. Someone felt that that had to be on Wikipedia. Well, (laughs) yeah, because that's kind of just a given, right? Like, who's who's going to Wikipedia and be like, thank you? I mean, maybe the Swedes are like, oh, great. So let's put hot, warmed-up plops in our mouths, right? Oh, my gosh. That just... It's such a, a benign segue. sentence. It's a, such a benign sentence, but that really made me yeah. laugh. That someone's like, you know what? I better add this for clarity. And <laughs> just want to make sure everyone's aware. Uh, that was that was one of your better segues. To be thank honest. you very much. That was like I feel like you may have planned that a little bit. But I so I I have been to Sweden. Uh, I never saw plop in. <laughs> I would have taken one. I would have taken a plop, and you know. And happily, I, my yeah, I absolutely would buy a plop if I right? saw one. You yeah. ever take a plop in in, in Stockholm? Ooh, <laughs> that's great. Matter of fact, I did. Yeah, it's a great it's a great afternoon. I like that they're that I don't know I, I don't know how it, it's an older candy bar. I just like that they're sticking with it. You know, it's right it's, like those it, AIDS candies. Right? Yeah, those were around to like the early eighties. Yeah, then they're like, oh, we should change our name. Yeah, but they, I like that they're just sticking with it. You know, like why? They, why bother at this point? Yeah. You know, you don't want to be the former plop, right? You just, <laughs> just own it, right? You're, you're, plop, you're plop, right? Yeah. The candy now, bar formerly known as plop. It's now Piles Candy Bar. Formerly known as plop. <laughs> <laughs> or hot steaming shit. Chocolate. Product of Sweden. <laughs> product of Sweden. Does it actually say product of Sweden on it? <laughs> that's like, just so you know, this is where we come from. Send our letters here. Yeah, oh I have God. no idea if there's a translation or not, but it just really plop. makes me laugh that that's a real product. Plop, plop. Yeah, it's like this sweet way of saying plop, plop. <laughs> oh plop. gosh! One of the uh, things that I I read about the other day I wanted to ask you about is mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, who it, it, it's astonishing to me that they let him out, but yeah. he's been hinting of returning to stand up. Do you think there's any way that works? Because I don't. Uh. I'm going to say it works for like the very small amount of people that think he is not guilty. And those there are, are some hard. people that think that. And it's right? like, really? You think 60 women are making this up for I mean, decades? Yeah. Come on. But it's, it's also like the, the Michael Jackson bands that were like, you know, all this, all this stuff comes out and it's yeah. all just like co- corroborated and all this. And no, oh, he's not guilty, but I'm sure he can do a few, he, can do this. he could probably do a few nights somewhere, but like back to stand up, like on a national level. Yeah, dude. But done. this is what I think would happen. I don't know. Maybe you'll agree with me, but uh, 
I think that if he was to do some dates, mm-hmm. a lot of people would buy tickets just to go to Heckle and Boo. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I, of it. I mean, I think that there would be a, a healthy percentage that would be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've seen people get heckled before, but you know, and it's, but it's always kind of funny because the comedian just, like I saw Amy Schumer get heckled at the comedy cellar one night Oh no! and just destroyed the dude. Yeah. I mean, to the point that he was so upset, he stormed out. Oh, I love it. That's <laughs> she, solid. <laughs> she yeah. stepped off stage and said, oh, let's get to know you. And then just, <laughs> you know, he just mangled the guy and he that's got upset amazing. and grabbed his date and left. But that. that's one person. Right. That, you know, that if you, a comedian shuts them down. You can't do 45 minutes with 25 hecklers. You won't get through the show. I don't think so. Plus, I think that you'd have protesters outside of any clever theater that books him. Yep. And I think that you'd get lit up on Twitter and Instagram that you need to boycott this place. Yeah. I, just, I can't see this happening. It's it's done. And to be honest, man, like, I don't know if you were around when he would he was on Letterman a few times, but like. I never was. Okay. So his old standup, as we both know, fantastic, right? It's genius. Like, Bill Cosby himself, fantastic, fantastic. But somewhere along the line, after he got you know super fame and fortune, after the Cosby Show, he just like he had that fuck you money. He had that fuck fuck you money, and like he his there was so much cringe when he would come on the Late Show because he wasn't funny. He had these like weird premises that didn't pay off, and it was just like, dude, just like we get it. You're famous back in the day, but like it's over. And this yeah. was before we knew about, Oh, all the fucking 60 rapes yeah. that he did. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that yeah. still don't see that it's, it's not, it's not going to be good. I, I just, I just think that no, there's no way you could do 45 minutes. People no. would just be heckling and booing and yelling rapist. And I, I mm-hmm. just, there's, I just don't see it. Yeah. I mean, it is a shame because object. I mean, if you just hit the standup, Bill Cosby should be on the Mount Rushmore of standups, yeah. but I, I don't, I just don't see how it can work. Yeah. You know, that's what happens when you sexually yeah. Uh, attack. Yeah. You got you to gotta bump him off that Mount Rushmore. Chisel him off. Yeah. yeah. Good time. Who else would you put up there? Mine would be, I'd start with George Carlin and Richard Pryor. I yep. think those are the best. I would put Seinfeld on there because of the longevity and how much impact he's had on just comedy in general. Fair. And my fourth, since I'm not going to put Bill Cosby, I'm going to go Don Rickles. Great. Yeah. I am on board. I'm going to give you Don Rickles. That's a smart move. God, that's, oh, I will never not watch a clip of Don Rickles on anything. I love him. So I heard an amazing Don Rickles story a couple weeks ago. He's in Casino. It's one of my favorite movies. And he's, you know, he's got a small part in Casino. The first day that Rickles is shooting, they're shooting inside. And it's, it's that scene. You remember the scene where the cowboy puts his feet up on the table? Yeah. yeah, yeah, You know, and they, you know, and so they, they're, it's the first, the first shot. Right. So Scorsese's there. The lights are crazy. It's this huge, big budget production. I love it. And De Niro gives the first line and Rickles can't help himself. And, and he turns to Marty and goes, Marty, I can't work with this guy. He's mumbling his lines. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. That's the balls to do that. Oh my God. That's great. First, first the shot. Only, the only, yeah, the only person that would do that to do. Yeah, so seriously. Crazy. So I wait, can't was, work with this guy's mumbling his lines. Was he the pit boss or what? what or what? Yeah, was, yeah. Was he like was the manager. Or, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was a, a pit boss or a floor manager or something. Yeah. You know, he only okay. has a few lines, but yeah, it's just that. I, that was one of the best stories I've ever heard. 
<laughs> that's, that's who has the balls to do that or his sinatra story where uh he's like oh. he's with his wife and he's like hey sinatra you know go, they're in the same restaurant he's like hey would you mind coming over and just saying yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> saying uh, hello and you know sinatra comes over says hey uh good to see you don how are you and he goes hey i'm eating my food what are you talking yeah. <laughs> with my wife. I'm, eating, I'm eating over here yeah yeah, uh, I, he does a much better job than I do. I just butcher that story completely. Uh, but it's but, the great story, though. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. There's there's if you watch the outtakes of Casino, there's one there's one with Rickles like uh, Rickles is you know he, he just is breaking De Niro's balls and he's like, oh, you with the method the, with the with the breathing and the bull <laughs> with the breathing and the bullshit. Just stay the lines. Let's get the hell out of here. You know, so, no one talks to De Niro like that. Is that Rickles? But see, that's to my earlier point with Cosby, where Cosby kind of just went off the deep end and none of his shit was funny. Rickles was funny to the end. He would Always. come on Letterman, you know, it's the night show, just fucking kill every time. Oh, it's so good. So good. I love uh, I love Seinfeld's show, uh, show comedians and cars getting coffee with coffee. Yeah. Getting comedians and cars getting coffee. It's it's just it's just great to hear those stories. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What Don Rickles episode is one of the funniest ones. He is yeah, I gotta rewatch he, it. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> it was in that show we you know talking about Bill Cosby that Eddie Murphy told the story that Bill Cosby like called to berate him in the eighties for being too dirty. I remember that. Yeah. The balls on that move yeah right whoops because yeah. like bill cosby thought there could only be one famous black comedian at a time wait is that true yeah that's, well that's what that's what is eddie that what murphy, eddie murphy says like, yeah like you know he, he oh. didn't like that it was eddie murphy was so hot and you know and, and, and eddie's stand-up was very very dirty but yeah bill right. cosby called to berate him for being for working blue this is crazy Jesus. you know that you know where that expression comes from before we wrap things up working blue uh, from the Smurfs. it comes from it comes from vaudeville and the, the vaudeville tours, you know, the acts would tour and like the stage manager and everything would see the act and the things that they didn't like and they wanted cut because they were too dirty. They would write it down and put it in a blue envelope and deliver it backstage. <laughs> that that's comes awesome. That's, that's right. I know that. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that fun? Working blue. Love yeah, it. That's where that, that's where that comes from. But yeah, I, I don't see, I don't see how Bill Cosby can do this. I just don't, I just don't see it. I don't, I don't see how the math works. And no. I don't know what theater would take a chance. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have a riot outside. Like, what's the what's the point? Like, why because what if he tried to joke about like what if he tried to make some jokes? You about, know what? Like, think at all? I mean, and he would. He totally. Yeah, would. yeah. I I suspect that he might try to like lighten the mood, and you know, yeah. Wouldn't this be funny if I said this? Yeah. No. Dude, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'll come out. Go ahead and cover your drinks before we continue. I I just don't see how mm-hmm. that. Oh, did you have that one saved, or did that just come to you? No, that's just a, a really bad joke off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> it's like, was this all, just did a, you just build this just up? A really, a really bad joke. <laughs> but there's uh, a little truth to it. Oh, oh, God, there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't. He admitted, I, under, he admitted under oath he got roofies to, to drug people. He admitted it under oath. Come on. Yeah, I don't suffer, suffer that kind of uh, bullshit. That's not. Yeah. Uh, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Sorry. So I gave you mine before we go. Who would be your Mount Rushmore of comedy? Uh, I would put Rodney up there. Ah. I would put. I Pryor. like that choice. Uh, shit. Um, I would put Mulaney up there. <sighs> I know he hasn't been around as long as these other guys, cool. but you're going to be talking about Mulaney for a while. And then, fuck, I got to do four. I would probably put Seinfeld up there too. Yeah. I like Carlin, but I think toward the end, he just wasn't as funny i know that's kind of sacrilegious but i feel like he just kind of 
ranted rather than was had like some creativity to him. Not to say that it's not a great comic or yeah. it was a great comic. I like the Dangerfield pick. I, th- I think that's a good yeah. pick. Yeah. I think Eddie Murphy would get discussion too. Yeah. Oh, except mean, was, that like he stopped. So yeah. you're, and he, I mean, like he said, he's supposedly coming back to do stand up. He was going to do it in 2020. And then obviously right. everything went to crap. I would go to that. I would buy, I would spend a lot of money to go. I, see I paid like two fifty three hundred to go to that. Yeah. I just, or like Steve Martin, right? Yeah. Like another great comic, but just stopped. Yeah. I think you make a good point. I saw Mulaney at Radio City Music Hall and it was, it, it was like jazz. It was, yeah. It's every word is so carefully chosen. Every single word. He's yep. not up there riffing. Every single thing, every beat he's worked on and perfected in the clubs before he played for what, what's, what's Radio City? 5,000 people? Yeah, at least. Maybe right. more than that. But it's, yeah, it was, it was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. In that, I don't, have, have you ever been in Radio City? It's an yeah. unbelievable place. It's, it's an awesome place. Gosh, it's amazing. In there. You know, a good I way saw B.B. Actually... King in there. It was just amazing. Just B.B. King played at Radio City? That's awesome, man. That's a good That's a good. B.B. King, it was, uh, uh, it was Martin Scorsese presents B.B. King and Friends. Wow. And they did a Night of the Blues. That's so. Cool. Like Bonnie Raitt, Bonnie Raitt came out and played yeah. Buddy Guy, one of my favorite players. Right. Uh, Steven Tyler came out and sang a blues song. That's right. And um, it was one of the best nights I've ever had. It, it, I, I think PB King, was, I think like and then, clubs. I don't know why, but just yeah, just because of sits, his he background. had that big, remember that big, big gold throne that he they would sit in, you know? Just, bring it to the to Letterman. Yeah, brought it to Letterman. Yeah. Yeah. When he came to Letterman, um, I, I've told this before that I would. Tr- Sometimes I would sneak up in the balcony to watch rehearsal and soundcheck. Yeah. And I went up and watched BB King. And so Paul Schaefer and the band is they're 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 gonna run through this song one time and they get they get to the first like chorus and the band had a wrong chord change. And BB King knew it immediately and goes, Whoa, 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 that's the wrong chord. Wow. Like, how did you that's, that's crazy? Yeah. And so I don't know what the notes like it's not it's not a C sharp, it's an F sharp or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. Paul conferred, and then they started it over. But he I mean, immediately knew it was that's, the wrong chord change. I was just up there with my mouth open. Like, what? That's amazing. That's unbelievable. Uh, so similar kind of story. And this is, I don't even know if you like this guy, but Harry Connick Jr. Who I do I, like Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, he's a great piano player. There's a like concert. Him. He was playing a concert somewhere, and the crowd starts clapping on the one and twos or I'm sorry, okay. the one and three, not the twos and fours. So it's throwing like the band off. And he knows that like, uh, he's just playing in the piano. So he's just doing solo stuff. Right. And they're clapping on the wrong beats. And so he adds, uh, an, an extra beat into it that to switch great. it up. And you can see the drummer in the background be like, yeah, thank you. Like, holy shit. You saved the fucking day. And he does it on the fly. Right. And it's that ability to like, improvise but also to have such an awareness of music and of like melody and to you know figure out the math in your head to do it like on the fly that's just so fucking impressive there was a 60 minutes this week had this incredible segment about prince's vault in minnesota i suppose there's ten thousand songs in there holy shit i mean holy shit yeah, like you could like there's going to be a bunch more Prince records, right? But they they were interviewing members of his band and he was like really strict with the band, right? For sure. Oh, I believe And so it, yeah. when they had he had an expression if someone played a bad note, he would stop it and Prince would say, "Looks like someone just bought me a new pair of boots" because he would find the band that were playing a bad note. Oh my god. That's <laughs> Looks like, like someone just bought me a new pair of boots. Love what a it. line. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. I love Dinged it. Give you a thousand bucks and Prince got a new pair of boots. Yep. What a story. You know who's uh who's the curator of uh Paisley Park is Mitch McGuire. Really? Yeah. Mitch, he's a friend of ours that we worked with at uh, Letterman. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, one of the best dudes I've ever met. Yeah. I mean, generally an awesome dude. Awesome he dude. Works at he's Paisley like, Park. Yeah. He's like deep at, deep into uh well, he was always a big Prince fanatic, but he moved to I love uh, Minnesota, and yeah, I knew he. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's one of my big regrets. Is is like two thousand four, two thousand five. I had friends that were going to go see Prince in in Madison Square Garden, and I didn't go. I don't even remember what my reason was. Yeah. And I didn't go, and then like they just like you know, the next time I saw them, they were raving about how it's the best concert they've ever seen, and you could see Chris <laughs> Rock dancing on the side of the yeah. stage and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, why didn't I go to see Prince? What was I thinking? You fucked up, man. Totally oh, fucked up. I'll always regret that one. That's, that's a big regret. See, I can imagine. Yeah. Should have gone to see Prince in the garden. I didn't go. Damn. Yeah, that's tough. Should that's about that time. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You go. Oh, you go. no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you have anything else you'd like to Let's close it up. I got nothing. I've been giving you poop jokes and, you know, Don Rickle stories. You delivered. Plop, plop. Please, guys. Um, Google that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not making that one up. P L O P P. It's a real candy bar. Sorry. Put that plop in your mouth. And a great sponsor. Great sponsor. <laughs> I mean, we thank them for their thousands of dollars that they've given to us. Oh, do you have anything you'd like to add before we wrap things up? Nope. I'm good. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we really appreciate you. You know, we do these periodically. We we really we appreciate you joining us to have a little frivolity and some really uh, uh, really bad poop jokes. Um, we do appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the rest of the Olympics. Enjoy this, man. It's only two weeks for every four years. It's just or five. Tomorrow. Hope everyone uh, enjoys uh, watching the yeah, game. We're five God, now. Um, for Adam Drake, I am Johnny Wright. Take care of yourself and be sound.